Welcome to We Gotta Talk, a live weekly talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. From health to relationships to alternative lifestyles and more, the one thing you will always get is a deep dive. I'm Sunny, a 15-year veteran of TV news, freelance writer, blogger, mom of three, and wife. But most of all, I'm just a die-hard oversharer, someone who's genuinely curious about, well, everything around me. And I can't wait for you to join in on these conversations that I promise will impact, inspire, and entertain you. Now, let's talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk with Sunny. I am Sunny, and I'm live in my closet. I hope the Wi-Fi doesn't totally crap out, but this is a special episode because this is the cool part about being um, on YouTube and Facebook and doing the visual part of this. So today's interview is with celebrity stylist and fashion expert, Melanie Pace, and we get the benefit of actually showing you the things that we're talking about. So I've chatted with Melanie before on the podcast, but this is going to take it to another level because she is able to show us exactly how to put things together, um, give us examples of what she's talking about. So it's just, it's just going to be wonderful and great. If you're listening to the podcast version of this episode, make sure you go back and check out, um, just search study about it on YouTube and this episode will pop up so you can see all the amazing stuff. Let's quickly chat with producer Rachel, like we do to start every show to catch up on all things life. And, and, and Rachel, as we're getting ready for the show, we were just reminiscing because we're in Orlando. We both worked in TV. Melanie styled and worked with both of us. Yes. And I was saying, I really feel like that's the last time I got professional fashion advice. And I still style my clothes the same way that she told me to. I'm still rolling up my sleeves and cinching my little belts. Like, same. Sleeves yes. rolled up. Belt. Yes. Melanie was always about a belt. Like, put a belt on. It just, like, adds that extra. I like I don't, I'm trying to remember how I got introduced to Melanie, but I was working on a show um, and I needed to book guests and I was a host and I was like, Mel, like, you've got to do this. And we would like, she would come in and we would do like three segments at once. She'd bring all this stuff in. We always just like had so much fun. Um, she's so awesome at what she does. She's and so good. I still oh have God. an outfit. I still have an outfit. We went to the mall of millennia, if, if you all know, in, in, Orlando, it's like the best mall. Um, and I was like, Melanie, you have to help me. I'm on TV every day and I have like not the wardrobe for this. And I like, I still have a skirt and a top. I'm like, oh, I still love this. And I think this is still stylish, but I mean, <laughs> we have to that, ask her before you go. <laughs> we'll leave that to Melanie to be the judge. Um, but anyway. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. When we wrap, I love we'll bring her it back advice. on. Yeah. I mean, you know, working in TV, sorry for this week on my chair here. Um, you know, you have to like walk that line in news between being professional but also being stylish. And before I worked with her, I had never technically worked with anyone who was like a stylist before. Oh. And I was wearing these horrible boxy suits. And I was like, I mean, like one step away from an 80s shoulder pad. It was bad. And I can't wait to bring Mel on to give the real deal on what was happening in my closet. But she came in. And what I love about her approach is that it wasn't like, okay, this is your list of things to go buy at the mall right now or online. It was like, okay, let me show you what you can do mm -hmm. with what you have. And truly it just opened up a whole new world to me. And I was like, oh, I finally look my age. I finally look like, you know, a 28 year old and not a 48 year old. Not that there's anything wrong with a 48 year old, but you know, you want to yeah. dress your age. 
Yeah. She's got such great advice and I love her personal style too. Mm -hmm. And just her whole vibe um, with her approach to like doing all the things with clothes. I I don't think I'd ever had a personal stylist or like a professional saying like, this looks good. This is how you match colors. Yes, this goes together and Mm -hmm. and like putting pieces together. It totally changed how I like look in my closet. I even had to do it this week for some other things I'm doing on, on air. I was like, let's see, like, does this shirt work with this skirt that Melanie picked out? And like, can I color block these colors? So I'm excited. I'm just as excited for this episode to produce and watch Melanie and you go through your closets because- Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes, we're going to walk through the whole thing. All right, Rach, we'll bring you back on the- um flip side of the episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's bring in Melanie Pace. I already gave you guys a little bit of a brief introduction, but she's a celebrity stylist. She's a normal person stylist for people like me and Rachel too. And she's currently in Toronto, um, which is quite a climate change, Mel, from your Florida days. So how you holding up up there? <laughs> it's absolutely freezing here. So oh, <laughs> okay. gosh. you get to look outside and it's a beautiful snow. So you have to appreciate some aspect of it, but it is very cold. Totally. Yeah. Different. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So Rach and I were talking about this as we led into you, and this is why I wanted to bring you on um, and, and really dig into this from a sort of like a uh, holistic perspective, like not just fashion, like what's in style or what's on trend, but so many women are really, really scared to go in a store and find something to put together to wear, or even to venture into their own closet. So your approach has always been start where you are. Tell me why and 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 how you do that because I'm sure there are women out there right now who are like, okay, I know that works for some people, but it wouldn't work in my closet right now. And that and that's okay too because, you know, every client that I meet has a totally different um approach on what they want to do with their personal style. And some people say, "I don't want you even to look in my closet," which is okay. <laughs> Um, and then there's another side that's like, okay, yes, I don't want to spend a ton of money revamping my style, but can we work with some of the things in my closet? And I really do try to encourage that. Um, I think that it's important first to clear up. Um, that's number one. And I know that you've done a lot of that this year, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been part of your mission on simplicity and finding the things that you really love because we are spending so much more time in our houses, in our closets, looking around, seeing how much clutter we have. So I think starting there is clearing out, kind of taking everything out of your closet and only putting the pieces back in that you really love or that you just maybe aren't sure how to style. And then that's where you can kind of enlist in a stylist. I don't think that you always need a brand new wardrobe. You can definitely find little, you know, gems, little nuggets in your closet that are going to be wonderful and fantastic because you bought them for a reason. Um, but yeah, I think clearing out is going to be your number one, one thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You guys should go back and check out. I think it was, I don't know, two or three episodes ago. We did the whole living with less week. We talked to KonMari experts. I agree that clearing the mental space gives you the freedom to even have an interest in beginning to search for your style, which is what we're focusing on today. And I I, I phrased it like that intentionally because style to me is different than fashion. Like we said, fashion changes, trends change, but people's style uh, at its at its best, I guess, should be a representation of how they feel on the inside. So I want to lead off by asking when someone comes to you and says, I, I don't know what my style is even, where do you start with that? I think the first thing that you kind of encourage someone or even put their mind at ease is that it's okay. 
Like it's okay that you don't know what your technical style is. I think I, I always ask that question because some people really know they say, Oh, well, I really love Bohemian. That's really all that I wear. Or, um, I'm very streamlined. I only like neutral colors. And so that's great. But there are so many people, especially people that enlist in a stylist, um, that have no idea what their style is. So I think it's really good to start out. Um, do you vacation with your family? I, I think that those those little questions will really help you answer. Um, they're into comfort. They don't love color. Um, they live in Florida versus living in a really cold climate. So you really start to, without drilling them, um, getting to know them. And getting to know the person can really um, even answer questions for that person. Oh, okay, so you live in a cold climate. You're running around with kids, but you also work full time. So then you start thinking about maybe she'll really like these stretchy skinny jeans, or maybe she's really um, gonna need a blazer or a jean jacket because she's in sundresses all the time. So you start kind of analyzing what who they are as a person, mm -hmm. and that's gonna start reflecting your style. So that could be questions we ask ourselves too. If someone is not prepared or doesn't have the ability to work with a stylist, those are some questions we start with. What do I do every day? Right. How do I want to look? You said something about color, like kind of deciding where you fall on that. I agree with that too. I feel like that's like a big indicator of, of personality. When you question, oh, does this color look good on me? That's mm -hmm. usually probably an indication that if you hold up a shirt and you go, I don't know if I love this color, that's you're usually answering your own question. Don't wear that color. Um, not to say that it's going to be terrible for you, but I think, you know, when people do the color analysis and they, they meet with an expert and they can tell them exactly what colors look good on their skin tone and their eye color and their hair color. Um, I think that that's, that's a great way to start, but also don't be married to that because if you're not mm -hmm. a green, if you're not into pinks, if you're not into white a lot of clients with super blonde hair and fair skin they don't they don't love the color white or cream on them and again that is okay there are no rules in fashion and that's what i love about it if somebody tells you not to put too many accessories on or don't wear this color or whatever do you do mm -hmm. you Oh, I love that. I love that. Actually, and we're going to, guys, anyone who submitted questions, which we got a really great amount of questions. I, yeah. I picked as many as I could. Okay. So I'm going to sort of intersperse them, Mel. Usually yeah. in the show, I like to kind of throw the Q&A on the end, but you brought up the color matching thing. And I know there are professional services who do that for people. Yeah. And the question that one of the... Um, one of my um, Instagram friends asked was, how do you know what colors are right for you? I'll take that a step further and ask, is it worth investing in that professional service where they um, scan your skin tone, et cetera, and find out what's what, or can you do that on your own? I think that you should enlist in doing it. Why not? I mean, it's the same thing that we do when we go get, um, we go to the dermatologist or when we have somebody come out and look to see for organizing our house or interior decorating or whatever. I think that, if you want to enlist in something that's going to el eliminate one less stressor in this world, why not? And plus, like, maybe give it to a uh, as a gift to a friend, and then you can kind of gift it to yourself as well and say, hey, this is what we're going to do today. So think of it as a fun kind of interactive way that you can really tune in on your style, your closet, and why not? Yeah, I love that. I, there was one online service, and I don't know if they're still in business, but do you know anyone offhand who you can recommend, or should we just be searching, like, I don't even know what you would search, professional color matching service? What do you look up? 
list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know one off the top of my head. I could have researched one, um, but I have had clients present those to me. Um, I don't do them personally. I can definitely uh, give you advice or direct you in the right direction on what colors look good and don't, but yeah. I can actually do a whole color analysis. You usually put your picture in the middle and there's colors all around and it gives you a percentage of what is good for you, what's not, depending on hair color, eye color, skin tone, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Are you a big believer in you like you are warm or you are cool? Like there's that whole trick where you look at your wrist and see how your veins appear and if they're more blue, then you're cooler. And if they're more green, it just minor purple. So where does that put me? Listen, I'm tan from here to here most days and the rest of my body, you can see a lot of my veins. So I would say it depends on the sun exposure or the self tanner exposure. I am yeah. not one to say this is for you. This is not for you. I also have clients that are completely against wearing white t-shirts, but then when they put a white t-shirt on, they look amazing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't wear white, I can't wear this. And they, they have that stuck in their head. Maybe a color analyst told them that white isn't the best color for them. But then on the outside from a person that's, that is a fashion expert that knows what looks good on the female body, I would beg to differ. So I think yeah. in anything, don't be married to exactly what everyone is telling you. Even myself, if it's, a, if it's mm -hmm. something that I think is amazing on you, but you look at yourself and you don't feel amazing in it, then don't wear it. You know what I mean? Are you shopping in a mall and you see it on a mannequin and you're like, Oh, I love that. And you put it on. It's like, Oh, this just isn't me. It's okay. There's yeah, that's true. Oh gosh. I mean, it's, I'm thinking of going to a mall and it's like a, like a, back to the future moment. Like I can't even remember the last time I walked in somewhere and was like, let me just try this on. Um, but since you bring it up, I do want to start with that when we are allowed to go back and shop mask free and kind of have a little more freedom with the things that we're doing and trying on. Mm -hmm. And someone is going to the mall and not even necessarily for a special event who feels a little intimidated when they see that mannequin with a perfectly put together outfit or whatever. What do you tell a client to sort of mentally get comfortable and where to start when it comes to that? Because there were so many options that even when you walk into something like H&M that's, um, you know, supposed to make it feel a little more accessible, people are just like, nope, not interested. I don't even know where to start. So I grew up with a mother that was, um, she always struggled with her weight. She could never find clothes that fit her. Um, and then later on in life, my, my sister was always um, struggling with finding outfits and things that were age appropriate, but also that fit her body. So I grew up with two women that struggled in the fitting room and they were devastated most of the time. Um, and I think that that's what was my drive to help people. Um, not just the celebrity, not just the, you know, the perfect size zero to female that can literally wear anything, but the female that, um, the woman that is just yearning to look beautiful and feel beautiful, but it's very, very hard to find. And they're also intimidated going into a, into a mall that has, they feel has all luxury items and they can't afford that, or they haven't had the, um, <laughs> the luxury of being able to find anything or being embarrassed when you go into a store and they may only go up to size 12, you may need the extra large, but they don't carry that size. So then you're stuck with a, uh, a fitting room attendant saying, how did it work? And you're like, well, nothing worked because there's nothing in this store that fits me. So now I'm leaving. I'm upset. I'm angry. 
Um, I think the first thing that you should do is maybe do a little research. So if you do a research and you know that anthropology carries up to your size, or if you know that anthropology is your style, jot it down. I know it's in the mall. I know that I'm going to be able to shop there. So kind of do a little bit of research if you are somebody that is a little um, intimidated or reluctant to just walk in the mall and feel really confident. Also, personal shoppers are in almost every store now. You can take advantage of a Bloomingdale's and Neiman Marcus, even in some of the, like an anthropology, if you were to call ahead and say, hey, um, I really am looking for a personal shopper that can help me. Can I set up an appointment? They will absolutely do that for you. So I mm -hmm. think that taking advantage of those services, you don't have to hire somebody like me. There are people there at your, at your luxury. Also, the Mullet Millennia has a free personal shopping service now. They have a styling suite. You All you have to do is call the concierge service and they will set that up. It is free of charge. So, and they can shop in any of the stores. I think that taking advantage of those little things are going to be life altering at the end of the day because you're able to get a luxury service for, for free. I think people are scared that they are going to take up the time of those stylists and then just walk away with nothing. So they would, I, that's how I always felt too. I'm like, I'm going to walk away with like $50 worth of clothes probably because, you know, maybe today I only have budgeted a hundred dollars. I feel bad taking up their time. Right. And if that is the case, then maybe try and find like a little nook in the, in the store. Um, sometimes I, I even would take my clients into kind of a hidden fitting room where you, you, feel like there's not a ton of people around. No one's going to bother you and say, Hey, what, you know, what size do you want? And what's this and what's this? And they follow you around because that's also mm -hmm. very intimidating. So kind of say nicely, I'm good. I'm really trying to figure some things out. You might actually end up meeting a friend that way and somebody that you can kind of trust. And then they end up almost being your one-on-one, -on -one, but they know that you are a little intimidated, a little reluctant and Again, every store is going to be different. You're going to have a different um, experience everywhere you go, but try to just navigate it. I always say, like almost go into a figure eight. Instead of being overwhelmed, start to the right, kind of veer yourself, go all the way back around, go back to the middle and then head out. So if you mm -hmm. kind of shop in a figure eight and you only look at the things that are going on around you, instead of looking up, kind of stay in your zone. <laughs> that um, makes total sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm guilty of like going in and seeing the big picture. Right, right, and you're blocking out who's coming at you. Oh God, there's here she comes. Here comes like, Barbara. You know, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's why why Andrew, my husband, will like not go into a mall ever. He's like the right. the stress of people like talking to me. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, even but even, it's true. I'm not intimidated going to the mall. I'm like the most confident person going to the mall. Put me in the grocery store, I have a panic attack. Put me in the mall, I'm like, I can I can shop for in 10 minutes for a whole wardrobe. Like just give it to me and let's go. But still, if I feel that like um pressure. That pressure and especially because a lot of the times when I am there, I'm kind of pulling and I'll pull extra and it's not gonna be the full sale. Like you're not gonna get all of that commission that I'm pulling from because I'm going to, I'm going to just tell you that straight up, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if you just kind of keep your head down, block out the noise, really kind of like tune into your Rachel Grayson uh, meditation, really tune into what you have going on to the task. 
it'll make shopping so much easier. What do you notice? Get on your phone. Call a girlfriend. Hey, the fake phone call. Going on, fake phone call or a real one. Yeah, you're like, wait, hold on, I'm on. Mom, hold on one second, please. I gotta go. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. I've been guilty of pulling that trick, not in stores, but in other places. Um, Oh, alone if you're on the phone. I mean, and so, and not to say that sales associates can also be amazing for you. I mean, I've had. I've like Allison Creek, for instance. I don't know if you ever knew her from Bloomingdale's. Yes, I love her. She's amazing. She doesn't work there anymore, unfortunately, but she was kind of one of those people a text message, a phone call. She set up all of my clients. Everyone knew her. And if you find someone like that, you're golden. Yeah, I loved I love Allison. I still talk to her on Instagram all the time. And I'm like, yeah. gosh, they, that's like the you store know? is worse off for not having her. She's amazing. I know. Okay, Bloomingdale's. No, just kidding. All right. So I want to ask you this. This is a generic question, but I figure you have been around enough stylish women in, in your experience to really nail this. What is it that all one trait or what characteristic or what ability do all stylish women share? The caveat being style is different for everyone, but you know how when someone kind of has it, what is that? What is that that they're embodying that's working so well? Oh gosh, what a question. Um, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. You know, I would say I would say I have a, a positive and a negative. Is okay. That, because I think um I think that people get the illusion that sometimes all stylish women, they have it. They just, they have it. They have the confidence. They have the um, ability. It's like, how is she so stylish? She always looks put together. So I would say that an overly stylish woman, like on the positive end, um, they have confidence. They have the confidence to pull a look off. But then on the negative side, I think that they have a little bit of an insecurity. And that is maybe trying to dress to impress, if that makes sense, where you're not just doing it for yourself, but maybe you're doing it for other people as well. But therein lies the challenge, right? Because I think some women are motivated by, and this is not a knock, but looking good to other people, right? And, and, um, that's part of like the psychology. I love it. No, let's dig in girl. I love this. I'm not saying, I think it's because you, you asked the question, I've been around so many different types of women. I mean, yes, from, from people that can buy anything to people that are like, this is the only thing I can buy. I mean, I literally shopped for a woman that we, she could not even buy the rest of her dress. She had to break it up on credit cards. So that's where somebody bought her a gift certificate and it was it was a challenging moment. She had lost 200 pounds and it was, so you see everybody in this job. It's not just the ultra super stylish um, female that is that can buy literally anything. Yeah, and I just, no, I love that distinction because um, I think that's part of, and I'm speaking only from personal experience, what makes style challenging for some women is that some women love it and they are willing to put in the work to figure out what it is they like. They're on websites, they're browsing apps, they're in stores. And then there are other women, this is kind of where I fall, who could just consider it a necessary evil, which was so hard working in a visual medium. I worked in television and I was like, I should like getting dressed more, but 
I don't, which is where people like you came in. But the, the psychology of it is so important. And, and I never would want anyone to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm less of a woman because I don't love going to the mall or I don't love putting on a pair of high heels. But like you're I personally not think less of a woman for loving it either. Exactly. Exactly. That it's okay to love style and fashion, but I think mm -hmm. that, that you always have to keep in mind that it's not everything. I it's think that you should really think about it as something fun, but also don't put yourself in debt over it. Um, don't stress so hard about it that you think that it's going to make or break you. Um, mm -hmm. I think that if you are in the line of TV and, and being out in, in the open like that, where you are massively criticized, I think that you really have to have a sense of confidence about yourself that is so high that you are able to block out the noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I think love that. Style also comes with insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so you see like the confidence, but you also see the insecurities. And that's okay because I have it too. And I'm a stylist. So it makes it, me feel so much better. <laughs> you feel so much better. I'm like, I should like, I should like or enjoy, not that I don't like it, but I, it should be easier for me. But hearing you say that it's like, it doesn't come naturally makes me feel a thousand times better. Of course. Um, okay, let's walk through my closet. We're here for a reason, so let's do this for fun. Okay. I want to show you a couple things, Mel, and you tell me if they're still stylish or not, okay? <laughs> we are hearing all this talk online <laughs> of millennial women and our skinny jeans, okay? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm wearing Levi's like wedgie jeans, so they're like not super yeah. skinny anymore. But, but tell me, are skinny jeans, as I, as I take this pair out and show you, are they truly out or will they live to see another day? Because this pair of mother jeans I, I live in, but they're high-waisted and skinny. And now I feel like an old lady for saying that. I also think, too, that when you see, like, a new video come out or, you know, who, what, where says skinny jeans are out, it's like, how many times have they said that? And they're still in. So I wouldn't go throwing out all your skinny jeans. And plus, like, the straight leg look doesn't look great on everybody. You know, it's like the models that they show are very yes. thin, very tall, have long legs. Like, if you're short and you are have a pear-shaped body, like, straight leg jeans are not always going, going to favor your body. So I think that we take all of that with a grain of salt. Yes, we do. Fun. Yes, we do. Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun that new trends are coming about, but I think that we need to take it all with a grain of salt as well. I agree. I agree. Okay, wait, this is going to be fun because I want you to, this is a little game called, should I keep it or should I pitch it? Uh -huh. I should have had you here for my KonMari session so we could do this like in person. Okay, Mal, let's see here. This is, okay, this is a classic. I would wear this when I was working in my TV days and I, it's like just a little shift dress, right? Uh -huh. It kind of hits, I think it's like right around the knee. Right. Do I keep it or do I pitch it? Because honestly, it's about seven years old now, but I'm holding on to it for some reason. Is this easily stylable, like a sh basic shift dress like this? I mean, I would probably only wear that if you maybe you did have a TV spot again, or if you maybe had uh, a luncheon or something that you needed to go to that was on the more professional side. So that is not something that I would that I would style you for a luncheon where it's a super stylish event. I think that mm -hmm. it was like for a board meeting or something, um, a charity event that was very, very sophisticated. I think that that's something that I would keep in your closet for. Okay. I can do that. There's so, there are so many vestiges of old sunny Obviously <laughs> love it. And the color. Yeah. I mean, Lord help me. I got rid of so many blazers. Okay. I'm actually really curious to get your thoughts on how to style this. This is a piece that I've had, which I've actually worn up 
here, I think on the show once, but I can only figure out how to do a bold blazer with jeans or okay. with something basic on the bottom. How else would you style something in a bright color that looks like this? Um, you could also even um, do like a, a, a color blocking. So you could you could find like a white t-shirt and red pants or something, um, even like a, the color green, like an, an emerald green would look really cool with that. Oh my gosh, so that would never have occurred to me. Yeah, ever. really kind of, um, you can even Google what color looks good with pink or color blocking with hot pink and Pinterest will be your best friend. Um, you can really find any color blocking with any color. Okay, this is the last thing I wanna show you because I want you to show us what's on the rack behind you, but you just said that. It did not even occur to me that I could wear a different color other than denim or black with this, but would you ever do like a high-waisted kind of like? Absolutely, yeah. These are like from that Who, What, Where line at Target. By the way, not a fashion expert, but please check out that line. They're kind of like, I don't know if you've ever shopped that line at Target. I have, but it's yeah. like, have really cute stuff. I love those. I think that that would also be great. I, I think you could also put um, like a graphic t-shirt with it. Kind of like something. Oh my God, you're genius. Go ahead. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe even like an actual vintage t-shirt. I love going to um, vintage shops and even it, here in Toronto, they have amazing, just all vintage t-shirts and finding those or find a men's t-shirt or whatever and put it on, kind of tuck it in and make it just super like casual. So would you tuck in like you, I love the idea of the vintage like concert tee or something like that. Would you tuck it in, in the front? I only have just like in the front. I know it's a paper bag so that it, it might not work the best, but if you just kind of tuck it right here in the front or what else you can do is tie a knot in the back to where it eliminates some of the excess t-shirt and then you can just tuck it in the front and pull it around. That's actually genius. And one final question, silhouettes for, for something like that. Like, you know, a t-shirt to me is a staple and it's truly what probably 30% of my closet is made of, but I, I'm having a hard time deciding when I do the crop versus when I do the traditional boxy fit versus when I do a fitted fit. I mean, with a high waist situation like that, wouldn't a boxy one, like, wouldn't it look like there was no silhouette left just kind of straight up and down? Or do you get away with it by doing the tie or the tuck or things like that? I think you can get away with it, but I also think that it doesn't have to have the perfect silhouette. I think that trends and style are about, um, it's not all about everything being fitted and showing off your body. If that is your style, then that's okay. Um, some people really love to always see their waist or have some type of like sexiness to their outfit. But if you see what's in style, not everything is always like that. I feel freed. I feel like the chains have been broken when you said that. I don't know. I do. Oh my God. I like, because I was always taught that when you expose one, you cover another, but there's always some element of curve showing or sexiness or silhouette in some way. But you're Not right. I'm thinking that way though. I mean, some people don't like the word sexiness. Some people love the word masculine and some people love the word um, like flowy or mm -hmm. there's different, everyone has a different idea of what their style is. And it, if your style is sexy and then you may not wear something that has a paper bag waist that's high waisted also with a, a, a super flowy shirt, but some people will. I love that. Okay. Ways that you can tie things, you can manipulate your clothing into being whatever. 
that's to me was one of the key elements of our session that I took away from working with you. And this was 11 years ago. Now you told me, Sonny, you can roll the sleeves on your blazer and you can push your sleeves up. And I was like, what? Like it didn't like or manipulating. Them up, take a, take a hair tie, put them on there, roll it and, and zhuzh them up. I mean, that's part of fashion. I it. Type it is top fashion hacks and you will see millions and millions of women showing you fashion hacks. I mean, the internet is your best friend. Like if you go, oh, this oversized t-shirt, what do I do? You can type it in on TikTok if you have TikTok right. or Pinterest, whatever it is. But TikTok's great because of, you know, little mini videos of amazing yeah. Yeah, they're, the things they come up with are insane. Yeah. <laughs> before before we get to some more your closet and some viewer questions, I want to ask you for three types of shoes or um, boots or heels that someone should have on hand. There are lots of people who are shoe people who have every option, but I'm thinking of the paper bag pants and that like sort of silhouette. And I'm realizing, okay, there are only probably certain shoes that work with certain looks. So what should we have on hand so that we can execute any silhouette or style that we have in our closet? Okay, so sneakers are number one for me, um, especially right now. So I think that if you get what I call an elevated sneaker, you can wear them with the paper bag pants, you can wear them with your dresses, you can wear them with your workout clothes that you might need to dress up a little bit. Um, but sneakers are going to be my number one. So first, what I mean by an elevated sneaker, and again, an elevated sneaker doesn't have to be a six, seven hundred thousand dollar pair of shoes. It just means that they look different than a regular sneaker that you would run or work out in. So elevated yes, sneakers be something like this. Oh, that's cute. Now who makes those? I know They're that's really gonna be. So we are in the $700, $800 range. However, the reason why I justified these shoes were because I worked on my feet all day long. I yeah. was 13 hours. Sometimes I would wake up at six and not get home until like nine or 10 o'clock. So I told myself that if I spend $800 on a pair of sneakers, but they last forever and I literally mm -hmm. wear these with everything, then I can justify it. Um, if I buy 10 pairs of sneakers, then I'm kind of not really, I'm not going to be wearing all of them all the time. And I'd rather have the nicer pair than have 10 pairs of sneakers in my closet because I do move around a lot. I mean, obviously my lifestyle is not, you know, I don't own a home where I've built out this massive closet. So it's like, it's constantly moving and I need something that one pair of shoes can take place of 10. We'll link these guys in show notes. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out. I would, you, you talked about an elevated sneaker and I wanted to ask if this would qualify too, because for a lower end option, I got these Converse like a while back and they're kind of like a white leather. Could you, assuming you keep them clean, would that fall under the same category as like um, an elevated sneaker? Right. So this would be like an athletic sneaker. Um, okay. Something that's cool. And some people can pull this off with dresses. I mean, that's a huge trend right now, wearing a suit mm -hmm. and then, you know, a, a really cool Nike sneaker. But I think having something like this in your closet is going to be important. These are Golden Goose. These are around the $500 um, range. And again, I found these on sale. So I wouldn't spend full price on them personally myself. I think I got them for 300. And again, these are like everyday sneakers. Mm -hmm. again, we just, we just got a question that said, do you think Golden Goose are still in or on their, on their way out? So that was perfect timing for showing that. 
I think that I think that they're still in. Um, I don't foresee them going out anytime soon. The reasons the reason why I do love Golden Goose are because they're already dirty and in anybody's lifestyle when they have children. Um, some people love it, some people hate it. I love it. I think that it also brings like a, a really kind of grunge look to a really maybe feminine outfit. Um, do I think that everyone has them right now? Yes, but I also think that they work and I like them. So I think mm -hmm. that it just depends on if they're out, then fine, but I'm, I'm going to continue to still wear them. Yeah. Love it. Okay. What else do you have down there as far as shoes and, okay. uh, styles are concerned? So having a shoe like this, um, that's very minimalist. So, uh, Stuart Weissman makes them, uh, you can find them at like, uh, uh, Sam Edelman. You can find them at any price range. These were a gift from my, from my husband. So that's the reason why they are Gucci, but they are the only pair that I have. So describe I, what, what the style is Mel for anyone listening, what that style of shoe or heel is. Almost like a nudist is what they call it in Stuart Weissman. That's who's really kind of known for making this style. It's almost like a barely there. Um, so when you put it on, you know, you have a shoe on, but you can still see your legs. Mm -hmm. They're so elongated. Some people will fight that this kind of, you know, cuts your leg off, but because it's so tiny and so dainty that you can, you can hardly see it. Um, yeah. So an ankle strap and a little, a tiny little band across the toes. Right. Shockingly, these are very comfortable. You can also buy the little foot pads here. Um, you can also buy them in, in a little shorter and, Again, I'm a big believer in investing in shoes because I wear them all the time and I don't buy a ton of them. So um, I've learned that. I feel like I've had hundreds and hundreds of pairs of shoes in my closet in the past and I always go to the same ones and they're always the expensive ones. So what yeah. am I doing with a bunch of crap shoes when I could have spent 10 times the amount on the one classic pair of shoe? I think that's that's my style evolving and me figuring out the things that I really love. I love that. I have to, can I just show you something really quick? You're talking about like styles lasting forever. I have had these shoes. Now, admittedly they went out, but they're back in for how, what is 2003? I don't know. How many years is that? 18 years, 18, almost 18 years. Are those Gucci? pair of they're Gucci and they were like on sale for 300 bucks back in the day. It was the biggest purchase I'd ever made, but Mel, I am so proud that I held on. I mean, this, yeah, those they, are super cute. They're very back. They're, they're back. They went out for a long time, but it's proof that, and I I've worn them since then. And it's proof that uh, like this shoe has been to Las Vegas. It has been on bachelorette parties. It has, <laughs> it has seen many things and it's I love those. Those are, those are beautiful and, and never been resold. But I mean, look, I'm not going to, sit on here and be like, oh, I'll spend $500 on shoes. But I do think yeah. there's a quality factor that if you can invest in those things you go back to, I think it's proof that that quality lasts. And so maybe you save up to do one good pair instead of four not so great pairs. But then there's also people that are so hard on their shoes that they are like, listen, I, I'm not in the market to buy $500 pair of shoes. Or even if you are in the market to buy a, an expensive pair of shoes, you may not want to because you're like, I am so hard on my shoes. And that's also okay. But finding a style and comfort that, that works for you. Because again, you don't want to buy the $50, $60 pair of shoes and they're so uncomfortable that again, you don't end up ever wearing them. Love it. Okay. Let's keep it going. Cause you have so many great pieces there. Yeah. Um, a, a pump 
um, a nude pump, I would say pick a nude pump over a black pump and I would do a black um, sandal over anything else. So if you have to choose, I would get a nude pump because you can literally wear them with everything. You can wear them with jeans, you can wear them with dresses, you can wear them. Um, these are super tall. I am probably going to invest in another pair because after my child and having a C-section, these just don't really work for me anymore. These are... Um, I have like six pairs of this tall and I can't wear them anymore. So in, I'm going to be investing in probably one inch shorter and that will be my nude shoe. But this is my nude shoe for now. Love it. Okay. Awesome. Show us what else you've got okay. there. So a funky pair of black sandals. These are Brian Atwood. I got them massively on sale at a Neiman Marcus sale. Um, if you know about the Neiman Marcus shoe sale, that's something that you should also look at. And um, even like a Jimmy Choo, they put their shoes on 50% off. It's like it, if you've ever been coveting something, just wait. Or there's outlet options. I mean, there's a, there's a Jimmy Choo outlet in Orlando. There's a Gucci outlet in Orlando. So those are things that that you can also check out. Um, these really like hold on to your foot. They're very comfortable. They're a lower heel. I can wear them with everything. So think about kind of like a more funky version of a black heel. And these Love are it. page booty almost. It like kind of wraps the whole foot. Right. And they've stayed in style. I mean, and they have, they're, they're just, they, they're more luxury than, um, than just like a regular caged, uh, caged heel. So, um, Sorry, I had to lean over a little further. Um, so now we're talking about like a lug sole boot. Um, these are actually ones that my feet were hurting in the city. Popped into Zara and I found these boots five years ago. They have made it through the snow. They have made it through five years of moving to different country cities, houses, apartments, <laughs> all of the above. And I think that, um, you know, they zip on the side. They're so comfortable. I can wear these with dresses, booties, big, thick socks. I think finding a pair of lug sole boots, especially this season, is going to be something to make you feel super trendy, but also massively comfortable. Those are really cute. And you said it with socks and it was like, boom, yes, that looks yeah. so cute. And they're from the Zara, so it's not like it's going to break the bank. I think they were 50 bucks and they've lasted <sighs> this long. So yeah, there's, yeah, listen, and there's quality at every price point here. And this is just coming from a consumer perspective. I know we're sitting here showing there are some great quality pieces. There's also some really great quality pieces at good prices too. So, you know, find what works for you. But I do yeah. think Mel, I love hearing you say there, there is such a thing as an investment piece when it comes to fashion, although any guy will laugh when you say that it is true some things some things tend to last so anyway okay show us what else you got my husband's different though i will say my husband has really evolved as well um i think it depends on your lifestyle so our lifestyle is a little hectic i mean he's constantly on an airplane and he's traveling everywhere we don't know exactly where we're gonna live and i think that right now i mean he has gone through his closet and he's like i only want nice pieces and he doesn't mm -hmm. buy nice pieces all the time but maybe every season he has like three or four different maybe button downs, pants, or repair shoes that he buys. And he spends more money on it because he doesn't want that all the clutter and all the madness. So it's that. almost like learning from a man, the simplicity of their mind is intriguing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful. Okay, so my next thing is a combat boot. 
Um, these are kind of on their way out because I have worn them to death. I actually haven't worn them, but I wanted to show you because I have not replaced them yet. These are from Sam Edelman. I wore them when I was pregnant. I wore them in New York City. Um, they, again, massively comfortable, very stylish with dresses. Um, you can make a very, very feminine dress, very cool and stylish by putting on a funky pair of combat boots. They're also making combat boots very streamlined and simple where you don't have all the, you know, the buttons in the, in the detail, but again, a really great price point. I think they were $149 and they lasted me three years. So awesome. Yeah. Love them. Um, another funky thing that you can add into your closet right now is a square toe, um, even a white boot. So these have also lasted me. They're Mark Fisher. Um, I got them at Tooney on Park Avenue. And again, I, I believe that they were maybe a hundred something dollars max. And I love the square toe because square toe actually makes them more comfortable than a pointed toe can wear them with a bunch of different things. And then I also love transitioning the white into spring fall. So you can wear the white in fall and winter because it is a boot. And yes, you can wear white in those seasons and then transitioning it with a really cool floral dress and a little blazer. And again, it's like you're kind of mixing and matching the different seasons. Oh, I love it. Love, love, love. Bring yeah. me more. Show us more. Okay. So sandals for all of our Floridians. I won't be wearing sandals anytime soon. And honestly, I hardly ever wore sandals living in a city. So if you are a city gal, I know that that's like a kind of a rare occasion, but, um, I love these. Sorry. <laughs> I love a leopard print because you can kind of wear it with anything. Again, mixing and matching your patterns. If you had a floral dress, you can add leopard. If you just have a plain black dress, you can add leopard or even white, add leopard. Love these. They're very minimalist. Um, I wouldn't say they're the most comfortable because they're very flat. So if you have a full day, these are not going to be a pair of shoes. But again, Zara, maybe 50 bucks, maybe even $39. Don't remember, but they're, they're a great option to have because you need to add a little leopard, even in spring, summertime into your wardrobe. Um, and then as far as sandals go, that's really the only ones that I showed you, not because there's not other options, but if I was to pick one pair of sandals out of all of the sandals that I own, I would choose those because they're minimalist. You can slip them on. They're very easy. They have a bow, which makes them feminine, but then they also have the animal print, which makes them stylish. So that's, that's really it. My last shoe option is the sneaker that I was going to show you. So yeah, that's so cute. Who makes those? These are Nike. Oh, that's um, Nike. Oh my God. Hello, Sunny. Have you been alive for 40 years? Maybe the black check mark on the side. I was looking at the tongue and I was seeing the other writing on the tongue. <laughs> And I got them at an outlet in Orlando actually, and they were 60 bucks. So again, um, this is something that right now we're all wearing sweatpants. I'm still wearing leggings. I'm actually wearing sweatpants right now, but they're cute elevated sweatpants, but um, I would probably put these on. I can put these on with a coat. I can put these on with a cool blazer and a crossbody bag, even put some funky glasses on. I think that finding a funky pair of athletic sneakers that you don't wear for running or that you can keep clean white and, and, you know, kind of funky, then why, why not? You know, I love the pop of color there too. The pink is cute. The green is cute. Very nice. Yes. Um, Okay, I want to get into these questions. And then if there's anything, Mel, that we're missing that you want to show us behind you, let's let's do that after. But we have a lot and I really want to get through. Perfect. Okay, so we covered skinny jeans. Your verdict is 
we good on skinny jeans, right? God, don't, don't go massively throwing out your jeans, but I will give you a challenge. Try on your jeans, pull them out, put them all in your bed, have, grab yourself a glass of wine and just try them on. You're going to sweat. You're going to cry. You're going to be pissed <laughs> off. You're probably not going to ever wear them again after that, because I can honestly say I don't really wear jeans much anymore. Um, but try them on and get rid of them. There is no reason why you should have 50 to 60, 70 pairs of jeans in your closet because you're not wearing them. I love that. I do. I agree with that. And you know, I found a style that I like. I'm a high-waisted kind of gal, whether they're a straight leg or a skinny, like that's my vibe. I'm never yeah. going back. If low rise ever comes in, just check me in. To they need to, to stop posting Jennifer I Aniston because I even did something on my Instagram one time and I showed that Jennifer Aniston was bringing low rise jeans back. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> and some people were like, oh God, I don't wear anything but low rise jeans. And I was like, Ooh. What? How? You have not had a baby. <laughs> I was going to say, are you 16? You must be 16. Because honestly, I mean, there was nothing good about those. Even when I was wearing them at 23, I look back and I'm like, oh. I think too, the style portion where people cringe when they think about a high-waisted jean because they think it doesn't look good on their body. Um, if you try them on, if you have, if you have long, say, say you have a long torso. The higher the jean is going to break up your torso. If you think you have long legs, maybe do a mid rise. You don't have to do a high rise. But mm -hmm. I will tell you, if you have a long torso and you are a tall woman, a high waisted jean literally makes your body look a million times better. Even that if is me. Even yes, that is me. Yes. I mean, I have this weird situation. You can't really tell now, but going on where it's just like my... This is, I feel very revealed, but we're on video. But like my waist starts all the way up here. And like, so... And nothing but a high rise will like even get to, this is a high rise and it still doesn't hit my waist. And it makes me, it, it gives a wider look when I was wearing those low rise because it was hitting at a place that was that just really the worst place. Was. Yes. My waist is unfindable. I tell Andrew, I'm like, I need bespoke jeans. He's like, just stop right now. I'm like, but seriously, <laughs> nothing fits my weird waist. It's awful. Okay. Anyway. All right. Let's get back to viewer questions here. Here's, um, this one is specific. So I love this. I'm struggling to find some middle ground between athleisure and her professional look, which happens to be in TV. This is our friend, Carla Ray from channel nine. Um, I literally have no style help. She says, so this is a common issue. I think too, whether or not you're in a visual medium, you have your work clothes, which tend to be dressy and you have your strictly leisure clothes, which are super casual. So how do you build that middle wardrobe? I think that it's really finding pieces that can kind of work with both as far as like jackets, um, elevated sweatshirts, t-shirts. So it, it maybe even if it is a t-shirt or a blouse that you can wear with athleisure. But again, I know the big question is how do you do that? So um, I actually pulled these out. This isn't something that you'll be able to wear with for obviously on TV, but these little bomber jackets that have the little elastic waistband here that have the elastic here that you can kind of just like easily zip up. You can wear those with a nice, so I, I could wear this out to dinner with a nice like fitted, maybe even like black tank top and a pair of high-waisted uh, black jeans and heels. And a, oh, I love that. Like I, I would wear that. But then also... I would throw these on with a athleisure pair of pants and the same, maybe the same tank top, maybe a pair of sneakers, a cute pair of sunglasses that are maybe a little bit more funky, a little like elevated crossbody bag, and 
you have a totally different athleisure, but you're wearing the same shirt. If that Who makes, makes that jacket. Um, oh my gosh, it's forever 21. <laughs> oh, I and, love it. It's so cute. So you're telling her like, yeah, you can elevate some of those more casual pieces, but what are some good, like middle of the road staple pieces? Say we want to look put together walking down Park Avenue or walking down your, you know, your, your downtown area in your hometown. Like that's not yoga pants, but it's not total, total workwear. Right. So what if you took like these elastic pair of um, like palazzo pants. Okay. They're not, they're not all the way pants. You can wear these with this. Oh, that's so well, cute. That She's holding up the black heels. Not work right now. So you have this and then you have your black blazer. And this is, this is a work outfit. Okay. Love. But then if you want to make this more funky, you could do this with your sneaker and you could add a jean jacket. Oh my gosh, I love that Mel. So it's the same pair of pants and you could do the same top if you wanted to do um, like a little graphic tank top or even just a white t-shirt. Oh, I love that. And you know, and what I'm seeing guys, this is why just definitely check out the video. If you're listening on the podcast, well, we're, all the clothes behind Mel are, are vibrant and I'm looking at them individually and I'm like, I don't know if I could ever make that work, but when you see them all together, it makes total sense. You don't have to be afraid of color. No. And I think that just visualizing maybe a few pieces, um, you're going to have different clothes for work than you are for your everyday. I'm, mm -hmm. I've, you're not going to be able to be somebody in TV or where every single piece that you buy works for both. Um, maybe if you're a, a genius and a, and a master worker, but I feel like there's going to be items that you buy for work versus your everyday life. I think that separating those in your closet is also really important where if you know that it's just a work outfit or a work top or dress or whatever, put it aside only mm. For work stuff, don't pepper it into the other things that you're really like looking forward to work to, to wearing, you know? Love it. Okay, this is the next one. Um, do you know of any loungewear for the short and curvy? I'm convinced they're all made for people who are tall and thin. Any brands you love who would fall into that? If you haven't checked out Joy Lab in Target, it is amazing. First of all, I am uh, I am currently 140 pounds, um, and and I will I have no problem telling people that, and I'm five foot tall. So I went from um, being very thin and could wear whatever I wanted, throw on anything. I was five foot tall, size zero, and now after having a baby, I am. I would consider myself a little not super curvy, but I am a little bit more curvy than I used to be, and finding. Um, sweatsuits has been a challenge because I don't really want things that are super snug, but I also want them to be, I want them to have pockets. I want them to have a thicker waistband where I don't feel like that I I'm having to suck in, in a sweatsuit. I want it to be a thicker fabric, but not too thick to where I feel like I'm dying because again, if you're in Florida, so joy lab has amazing line thick material, thick waistband, goes high-waisted. Um, some of their sweatshirts are cropped and some of them aren't. So you can kind of mix and match. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. And they're affordable. 
Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Target, we, we kind of dump on fast fashion sometimes. And I know that in, in some of my sort of um, journey toward paring down my closet, I've tried to stay away from those brands. But I will say that is the one store that's been an exception for me. I just pulled out those Who What Wear pants. I mean, I have blazers from some of their like little um, lines that are specific to their store. They put out quality stuff. And their underwear are really good too. Auden. Shout out to Auden and all the um, no wire bras that I currently wear. They're all from Target. and they're. I, I also think too with fast fashion, I, I totally understand the the reasoning behind it. And I, I have too tried to eliminate purchasing and buying things that are so unnecessary with sweatsuits and things like that that we're wearing around the house all the time. I am not spending 200 to 200 yeah dollars on a sweatsuit ain't happening because I'm probably going to keep that sweatsuit for maybe five or six years and I'm going to wear the crap out of it and I'm going to clean house in it and I'm going to go and you know it's like there's no chance that I'm spending that much money on a sweatsuit love it love it love it okay the next question says I'm going through menopause so nothing seems to fit or I look these are her words thick and pudgy help <sighs> so I think for stuff like that um don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, I think that I'm, I'm guilty of that too right now because I'm not in my own body and definitely learning how to um, make a shift and figure out what the new body is. Um, I don't really love wearing jeans anymore. I just, I just don't. And will I style people in jeans? Yes. But my body right now just rejects jeans. So I think that if you are feeling um, insecure in different ways or different spots in your body, I think that almost first mentally accepting that maybe right now pants or jeans or whatever it is that you put on may not work for you. Um, Sunny and I were also talking yesterday about kind of accepting a size, accepting that you may be a size up, that you may have to maybe shop in other places or the styles that worked for you before aren't going to work for you now. And that's okay too. That's actually kind of exciting because now you can explore new things. Um, I think with, with having problem areas, maybe in your stomach, I'm assuming because menopause really kind of makes that stomach kind of pooch out for absolutely no reason. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Um, I think that maybe finding like an elastic waistband type of pant that is really kind of fun and stylish, almost like the little Palazzo pants that I showed you here, they do have an elastic waistband. They come a little bit of, um, at a higher waist and then also kind of creating that waist for yourself. So maybe if you can find like a shorter kind of cropped blazer or a blazer that has like a button right around your waist, don't cover, don't, don't, um, fasten the button, but something that kind of cinches right at your waist. Um, then you can kind of hide those imperfections that you feel are imperfections. That That is wonderful. And that's so many good practical tips there. Um, this next one says, I would like to know how to wear shorts as a tall yet curvy girl. I'm self-conscious of shorts, but not skirts for some reason. So um, yeah, tall and curvy. It sounds like a, like a beautiful body actually to be tall and curvy you get the best of both worlds but <laughs> the body that's in right yeah, now yeah that's like amazing but she said she's self-conscious of shorts for some reason and they not skirts so, yeah don't even try to get comfy i mean if you again my thing is this just because everybody else is wearing them just because you you may um 
want to wear them doesn't mean that you have to wear them. I think that there's no rules on if you have to wear shorts. If you want to wear shorts because it's hot and you want to figure out the way, um, another really great option for that are like the high-waisted um, paperback shorts that you can kind of put a little heel on um, and make a little bit dressier, also elongates your legs. And, you know, when you put a little heel on, it kind of uh, tightens up some of your muscles and makes your legs look longer and leaner, especially when you're like really working to stay on those heels. Um, but then going a little bit longer, putting something a little bit tighter, maybe a little bit sexier on top and wearing a paper bag short, that's an option. I but I, I love a paper bag moment. Shorts. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes it's just okay to... Uh, what I'm hearing you say is just not be into a trend or a style and to know that, okay, that's not me. Cause when you walk out the door and you're in something that you're not comfortable in, it makes for a bad day. It makes for a yeah. bad mood. It makes for a bad day. You're not confident. I mean, I'm so much more confident in a dress right now and a pair of heels and a blazer than I used to be in like a tight high-waisted pair of jeans. And, you know, I, I need to feel comfortable and confident because that's the whole point of this. Right. Absolutely. Okay. This is kind of a more generic question. How do you update your wardrobe affordably in small steps, especially if it's mostly casual attire? I think um, we, we actually kind of spoke about doing the capsule wardrobe. I think mm -hmm. that less is more in this situation. Um, not putting a lot of trends into your closet, but really focusing on staples. So um, each season kind of adding maybe two or three pieces and seasons. I mean, you know, there's, there's four seasons and really kind of sticking to those key pieces in your wardrobe that you absolutely love. And then each season adding a couple of pieces, but also getting rid of a couple of pieces that maybe just don't work for you. So I think in your, um, in your situation, keeping less is more. Um, and then also like find things on a budget. I mean, you can see here, like I have a pair of Gucci sneakers and Gucci shoes and nice handbags, but then I also may not spend as much money on my clothes, but I keep them. I'll dry yeah. clean a, a Zara shirt. I have no problem doing that. Yeah, take care of taking care of the pieces that you love. I, I wrote this week on the blog about it's not even a in a luxury brand. It's Aqua at Bloomingdale's, and I have you styled it literally when you visited my house ten years ago, and I still have it, and I still wear it. It's like you know a little three quarter length sleeve. It's got a little ruching on the side. It's a black blazer. I still feel chic in it. I took care of it. I made sure that it was clean over all those times I wore it in the news, and that's it. It has life in my post-professional there's there's layers. so many options for fast, fast fashion and you don't have to fill your closet with so much fast fashion and that's why i say fast fashion doesn't have to be every season you get rid of mm -hmm. it if mm -hmm. you keep it some of the fast fashion items you know when when some people say oh i'll just throw that away next season i'm like oh well I'll take it because I love wearing Zara and Forever 21 and I don't shop at, at Forever 21 as much as I used to. Um, but definitely finding like really nice items. I'll spend items on things that I wear all the time. Like I will spend money on jeans. I will spend money on handbags. I will spend money on sneakers, but I don't have a closet full of them. Love it. Okay. Next question. How do you style short ladies with small waists and wide hips? Well, luckily there's so many pants that are made that way. Um, <laughs> so Good American is a great brand. Um, Kardashians came up with it. They obviously are the queens of 
um, small waist, big hips, big butts. And it's been a blessing for people that actually naturally have bodies that way. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, that's a pretty, that's a pretty awesome body. So yeah, it's a great body. So I think that finding um, some jeans and pants, things that fit your body that really show off those curves that especially if you're really confident with, um, with your body, but good American is a great brand to check out. Okay. We, we covered this one already. We got so many questions about the skinny jeans, which I love because it's all my fellow elder millennials everywhere right now about what about, what about the part Mel? Should we, should I get rid of my side part for anyone who doesn't know what this is about? There was like some kind of TikTok videos that have gone viral about how you can tell who a millennial is, or in our case, an elder millennial, because they have skinny jeans and side parted hair. So wait, let me just fix my part. A middle part. Now you always rock a mid part though. So you're good. Um, you know, I think the middle part for me was just always, uh, it's naturally where it fell versus a side part. I'd always have to like force a side part on my head. Um, but yeah, I think that again, like that's kind of a fun thing to follow. Like why not yeah. it up? And if, you know, obviously we all want to stay young and in, you know, in the trends, but why not change it up and do the middle part? And like now, instead of when the, your, um, your colorist is highlighting your hair, tell them that you want to do the middle part because sometimes they'll highlight your hair and not, ex you know, uh, make sure that these pieces in the front are highlighted properly. And then they're still parting it on the, on the, uh, on the side. Your color is looking fierce and amazing. Did you get that done in Toronto or did you get that done I, down here? Okay. So I did get it done in Toronto. Um, oh, but I, I will tell you. <laughs> the most expensive experience of my life. And when I came home, like I was kind of paralyzed and my hair looked amazing. Like it's probably just, she's so good at her job. And I found of course the one lady that had like a six month year book out process. And when I got home, it was one of those things where Richie's like, did you have fun? I'm like, yeah, it was amazing. But I, <laughs> I can't tell you how much it was. And he's like, tell me, I'm like, I, I just can't. I, I, I can't even say it out loud. Like I just, I can't tell you how much it was. I just can't. And so we're, we're among friends here though. So you're going to tell us, right? Okay. So it was $900 Canadian, which is about 700 and something dollars. <gasps> That's a lot, but you know what? It wasn't for the airport. I had no idea. So like <laughs> they sent over, they sent over somebody to color it and then analyze it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll sound That's... what you got to do. I mean, I haven't had my hair done in a year and like a month or something. So I said, fine, whatever. Then they send over somebody to cut your hair. And I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, before she cut it, after she analyzed it, it shrews me up. She said, that's going to be $150. And so I was like, oh, okay. I mean, $150, the rest of it can't be you know, that much. And then when I went to the desk, um, they said, not your totals $900. Oh my God. Wait, what do you tip on a $900 haircut? Like just out of curiosity. And then I tipped on top of the tip. It ended up total being $900. So I still, I kept the receipt. I actually still have it in my wallet just to remind myself, like rest in peace no. dresser because I ain't never seen you again. It looks so good though. I mean, it looks insane. I've yeah. like been staring at it the whole time. The blend is good. The tone of the blonde is perfection. She's amazing. Like I, I will say that there is a reason why she's so sought out, but it's crazy to think that that many people spend that much money because she's got an extensive clientele list, like extensive. Oh my gosh. It looks yeah. really good. Thanks. Well, 
thank you for coming on. I mean, I feel like any and every time I get anything style or fashion related, you're just the girl to call because you are just full of wisdom, but you're also, you also make it so approachable and it seems so much less intimidating than it usually does. So tell us where we can find you, how we can work with you, because I know you've got a whole virtual thing going on right now and just generally how we can keep in touch. So you can go to my website. It's melaniepace.com. And right when you go to the website, there's an option for a virtual styling session. And you can you can book a virtual styling session with me. Also, if you are local in Orlando, if you book a styling session with me, you get a $100 Millennia gift card. And Rachel, the producer, um, she actually mentioned them earlier. And it's it's a great mall to shop at. So you'll get a $100 Millennia gift card once you book a styling session with me very easy. Um, you, we basically spend an hour on the phone together. We go through all the pieces kind of like we did with you, um, Sunny, where you say, should I keep this? Should I not keep this? What should I do with this? How do I organize this? Um, and it's, it's all self-explanatory there on the website. And then you can book, you can pay. Then we get on a, on an, on a zoom call together and it's so much fun. I'm going to do this. I'm going to book with you after this, because honestly, even holding up the few pieces that I did and you opening my mind into different options just changed the game. So I'm going to do that. I mean, that's just amazing. A hundred bucks to spend. You get a hundred dollar money gift card. So it's like, it's a good we partnered up right in the beginning of the kind of the pandemic where we were both trying to figure out how to shift our businesses. And that was one of the things that was really fun to do. Well, it's amazing. You guys, please, please check her out. Like she said, MelaniePace.com, at MelaniePace on Instagram. And um, yeah, I love your beauty tutorials too. So stay for those. Come for the fashion, stay for the beauty. Yeah, we're, you know, it's kind of all intertwined. You know that. (laughs) It is, it is, you know, and I love that we can have conversations about this stuff. And it doesn't mean, um, you know, that just because you care about what's happening out here that you pay any less attention to what's going on in here. As women, we know it's intrinsically connected. And I just love that you help to lift that out of women, that confidence. It's a true gift. So, Mel. Thank you so much much for having me. It was awesome. It was great to see you and Rachel again. It's like one of those things where it was a blast from the past. And I'm so happy that you were able to have me on. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) I had to add myself back because I'm like, this is just warming my heart. I like feel all the feels and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to go in my closet now. And I'm like, oh, I need to get a jacket like this. So you really give so many ideas of like, how to mix pieces. And I'm like, oh, I got to get a bomber jacket like that with a little style and like, oh, an elevated sneaker. Yeah. I don't have one of those that's super comfortable, but oh, I could pair it with this and that. And it's like makes shopping easier because shopping can be overwhelming for people too. When you're just like, oh, I don't know what to add, but now I can go in my closet and be like, okay, I have this, but I'm missing this piece and this piece to make all of this magic happen. I'm so saying like this, like this, like women, we talk crazy. We're like, we need this and we need that. And we need to, <laughs> we need to uh, but everybody's like, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all you guys yeah. all know. <laughs> exactly. You're amazing. Sorry. I just had to say how fun it is to have you on here. It does. It feels like the gang's back together. And like, back together. It's just now we're doing this all virtual. Right. And like life has changed. You're in a new spot. I'm in a new spot. You guys have kids. Like the whole thing. I got a dog. Like the whole thing. It's like life evolving. <laughs> right. I love we're, that. We're grownups now is what she's trying to say. We're grownups who um, need to keep up with the times better with our hair parts and our skinny jeans. So 
god. All right. Oh god, let me get that. Uh, I know. Down. I know. Rage parts shit. There you go. Right oh, down the it middle. Looks better with like a. I look better with like a big dramatic side part. The the down the middle thing. My face. It's a little too. It doesn't work with my face. Yeah, it doesn't work for everybody. It's okay. And my mine like on the side here is that's more. Um, I think you can just see too many of my gray hairs. So we just. <laughs> <laughs> Back to your stylist we go, Mel. Yeah, that nine hundred dollars didn't cover your grays. What the fuck? Nope. Yeah. Well, it did, but it's been it's been since September, as you can see. So uh, we um, we got to find somebody else. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! All right, Mel, right. thank you. Okay. Thanks, Mel. I will definitely um, link. I'm going to go back to Mel and have her send some of the links that she mentioned for those specific pieces, the shoes in particular, because those were amazing. We'll get the links on the bomber jacket, everything else, and um, make sure that that's in show notes. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. You can check out blog posts anytime at wegotatalk.com slash blog. Please do rate and review the podcast. That makes a huge difference. And thank you again so much for watching and listening. I'll see you guys next week with some more good stuff. Bye.